0: Awesome. Hey, do me a favor, just um, introduce yourself to your neighbor, whoever's right around you, and if you haven't, um, what I want you to do is tell them, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I got something for you to say. I want you to indicate, come on, come on, come on, hey, I need you to indicate why or why not you did not watch college football yesterday. Okay, go ahead, now you can talk. Okay. Awesome. <sighs> Wonderful. Good, good, good. Hey, if, there are, um, if you're on the back row there and you're looking for a seat, we've got plenty of seats here, right here, in the middle here. If you've got a seat right next to you, can you just raise your hand for a second so those can be found? If you're unhappy there, please. Come on, we've got plenty of seats up here and here. Awesome. Make yourself at home. Cool. Hey, I'd like to ask, is Carmen Elisa Lynch here? Are you here? Come on up, Carmen. You guys give a round of applause for Carmen Elisa Lynch. You know... God is always doing wonderful things in our midst, big and small. He's speaking to all of us, and it's really wonderful. But I just wanted Carmen and Lisa to share a little bit. Something kind of phenomenal happened. It's something we're believing for more and more in our midst. We're praying. God, we really want to see breakthrough in a lot of the things that we need breakthrough for. So tell us about your ear, Carmen Elisa Lynch.
1: Good morning. Um,
0: Hold that right. There you go.
1: Hello. Sorry. Um, that's a chair. In February of this past year, I got a really bad ear infection, and I didn't go to the doctors like I should have, but anyways, it affected both my ears, and it was really painful, and enough that I could only go like this, and I went to the doctors, and they said it was an ear infection. I said, okay, and they gave me antibiotics, and it didn't get any better, and it was fine. I noticed some changes, and then as time progressed, I slowly lost hearing in both my ears. I became half deaf. Um, I only had... 50-50 50-50 hearing in both ears. Um, and then at one point, I think maybe in May, it was possible that they told me I could wake up completely deaf. They didn't know when or how or why. They just knew it was. It could be some kind of virus. I went in for a lot of testing to see if it could be like an autoimmune. They just really didn't know what it was. So since February, we just continued to pray for healing and for both ears, and continually. And then two Sundays ago, I got a word from God saying, I'm going to heal you, but on my time. Um, And then for those who don't know, I have had my back healed once. I had a tumor in there, and now I don't have any tumor or spinal arthritis, which I used to have. And so then two weekends ago, we prayed here. Neil said, if anyone needs um, healing, please come up. So I went up and had my ears prayed over again. And I was like, okay, nothing happened. We'll just continue to pray. Um, And then Monday, they started to get better. Tuesday, much better. And then my house is kind of big. Like, if my roommates wanted to talk to me, they had to literally come in my room. They couldn't stand in the doorway or something because I couldn't hear them. Or if they were out in the living room, I couldn't hear them. So they had to come talk to me. And I was getting good at reading lips and stuff like that. And then I was in one of my roommates' room, ran to my room, and I could hear my phone beep. Well, in her room, which is very uncommon because I couldn't do that. So, by Wednesday, I have fully regained all hearing in both ears.
0: Amen. Awesome. Hey, Elisa, Carbon Elisa Lynch, thank you very much. Yes, someone's, yeah, someone's whispering to me. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like... <laughs> Yeah. No. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Anyways. All right. I lost my hearing. Good. Okay. Hey. And just so you know, we've been praying. Um, Carmen, Elisa Lynch, we we started praying for her in... um When was the Fort Worth team here? June. And we just started to pray and we anointed her with oil. And we're just asking God for these kind of things because it builds our faith and because God has compassion on people. He wants to help us where we need help. And just so you know, the the tumor that she's talking about, there's some people who seem to be lightning rods for healing. I don't know what it is. But um, this is a medically verified thing, right? She went to her doctors. We have the reports. Once there was a tumor and we prayed and then it was gone. And we're waiting for the verification on this, right? You're going this. This week you're going to see the audiologist or... Maybe two weeks, okay? So we will get back to you because we don't want to just be spinning tails up here. We want to make sure that you know that when when someone comes to the front, it's because we we know it's the real deal, okay? Awesome. God is good. Isn't he good? He's good. Okay. Awesome. Well, we are, as you know, if somebody were with us last week, we're going with the flow. We're asking God, teach us more about the Holy Spirit. We want to know who this person is and what he does. And um, I would need to invite you into a scene, okay? And we're going to throw that scene up there. some of you are familiar with probably the Da Vinci version of this, but I just thought that was so corny and, and overdone that um, we need. To, I tried to get a little more realistic one. As you recognize this scene, right, the Last Supper, okay. And I'm going to try you. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try, excuse me, to draw you into this evening that that happened a few thousand years ago. And the, the best way I need to do it, I know to do it, is two little is two little illustrations that I have. One is. I see Matt V over there and him and a few others. Who was with me? I think Joe Noyes and a few others. B- at the end of their freshman year, we decided to climb Mount Monadnock. Were you with us? Yeah, you're with us. Okay. Anyone else with us? can't remember. Sorry, I do love you. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, Scotty was there. Awesome. <laughs> okay, good. We had a great time, but we like to do it at an odd hour. We leave around midnight. We get there about 2 a.m. We sneak past the guards. or the They're not guards. What do you call them? Forestry people. And uh, and then we climb to the top, and the beautiful thing is, 5 a.m., you get to see the sunrise, right? Well, you know, after climbing Mount Monadnock, you know, it's been a hard climb. We've been doing it in the dark. We have our little headlights on, our flashlights, right? You get to the top, and you're just pretty excited. And it's like bro time, you know what I'm saying? We're just, we're getting huggy and whatever. And, and uh, you know, that's a great time, okay? That's that's. that's That's part one, right? These guys have been living three years together through thick and thin. And they're kind of getting towards the end. And there's some bro time happening in the Last Supper. But the part that's missing from that explanation is more the twinge of great sadness that's probably also a part of this picture, okay? And the best way I know how to describe that is through an experience that I had this February. Where's Eddie? Is Eddie here? Eddie is up top. Eddie, where are you? Somewhere. Okay. (laughs) Eddie. Eddie's a friend of ours. He's been walking with us for for almost a year now. And um, in February, Eddie's grandma passed away. And a very difficult time for the family. His nana, as he called her, uh, succumbed to cancer. And so in a very... uh, I was so honored that the family asked me to be with her uh, in her very last moments... And uh, she was here at hospice, not too far away. And uh, you can, I can guarantee that as Nana was kind of sharing her last thoughts and things, that everyone was listening, everyone was paying attention. Different members of the family were there. Everyone was keyed in on what she was saying. From the very mundane, like she's saying, you need to pay this bill, we need to do this, make sure this gets taken care of at the house. Of course, they're very profound, right? Wasn't that amazing when this happened? And this person, Eddie's grandma was wonderful. There's Eddie. Okay. Eddie's, Eddie's grandma is such a special person, Nana, because she's really the one who led the whole family to the Lord, right? She actually, Salem, she was involved in witchcraft. She turned to the Lord, and as she turned to the Lord, the whole family, including Eddie. One of the reasons that Eddie's here with us today is because his grandmother loved him with the love of the Lord. So, what I'm trying to paint here is the picture of what happens. We see this scene and we're so used to it, especially if you grown up in the church. But when Jesus is saying things, you, you know that they, all these guys are keyed on what he's saying because he's starting to explain to them. Hey, he said to them, actually in John, I know you have sorrow because I'm going away, but it's actually better that I go away. And they're totally keyed in to what he's saying because they know, even though they don't understand it all, that the end is coming. They're keyed in, okay? So half bro time half keyed in with with great uh, sorrow this is the context for which jesus in which jesus shares these things and i have a feeling that's why john could write them down so well you know the reason starting at john 13 and all the way through you know 13 14 15 these chapter upon chapter where john is related to us the dialogue what jesus said it stuck with them because it was such an important time okay you with me on that Okay, so here's there's the context. And now we're going to listen to what Jesus said to him. He said many important things. And one of the important things he said was he talked about the Holy Spirit. Okay? So if you have your Bible, please open up to John 14. We're going to look at what Jesus told us about the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Who's excited about the Holy Spirit today? Come on. There we go. Give me a little bit. I need a little bit more. Thank you. Okay, there we go. Thank you. We're all going to push through. It's good. Okay. I'm at John 14, verses 16 and 17. Let's see what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. And then on towards the end of 17, he says, you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Okay? I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. You know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Helper. Isn't that wonderful? Everyone say helper. Helper. Everyone say advocate. Advocate. Okay? This word also gets translated as advocate, and actually, John will use the, the word later again in one of his letters to describe Jesus himself, an advocate. Okay? The word paraclete also meant like an advocate, like a lawyer, like someone who would come with you. If you're in the court of law, right? Other, other translations, say counselor. Everyone say counselor. counselor. Awesome. Comforter. Comforter. Okay, this is the Holy Spirit. He's the paraclete. Para, right? Alongside of. Paraclete is the one who walks alongside of us. This is God's heart in sending us the Holy Spirit. This is a good person to know, right? And can I just, let's just see what this looks like. Right? I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. His name is John Prickett. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come on up here, okay? <laughs> You just come, yeah, why don't you get a mic, John? John's Holy Spirit. He's, look at how bright he is. Ooh, it's the Holy Spirit, okay? <laughs> All right, so he's Holy Spirit. He's the paraclete. He's walking alongside me wherever I go, okay? I'm not sure how long the mic cord is, but he walks alongside me everywhere I go, okay? Paraclete, walking alongside. Oh, look, I think I'll read my Bible. I'd like to read the Bible. Holy Spirit, what do you think of that? I want to read my Bible. It's just too far for... From... It's over there.
2: Don't go near that. No, just kidding. Um, I want to read my Bible, Holy Spirit. Oh, Neil, I'm going to open to John. Such a great idea. I'm so excited that you have such passion for yeah. the Word of God. Yeah. Neil, you're doing great. Thank you. But, thank you. Uh, hey, Neil, don't get discouraged either. Yes, yes, by I the like way, that. if you're reading and confused, you know, don't get discouraged. Just keep seeking me. Keep listening. You know. Good. You can do it. You can do it. Oh, and by the way. Yes. Yes, uh, Holy Spirit. I think Kelsey's really good at understanding this sometimes too, she so is. go talk to her about it too.: I don't l- you.: I love my wife. Holy Spirit, I love my wife.
0: <laughs> wow. OK, Bible's a good time. You know what I love? I love the World Wide Web. The WWw it's a lot of fun. That's a pretty cool invention. It's been around for a few years. And you know what? Just a little pornography, that
2: won't be too bad, will it? I mean, just for a little oh, bit, a hey, few hey, minutes, Neil. just a few minutes, uh, Neil, I just know, a little bit of porn, it's I know not a it big deal. it feels like I'm not here, and you might feel alone, but Neil, I'm still here, I'm with you. But, but I um, really want to look at it right now, I really want to look at it. Neil, What's you can do deal? it, Neil, I believe you, I believe in you that you can do it. I Just just run, Just click. Neil, click, run, click. now, run! Okay, we're out of here,
0: don't, don't need that. You know what, I'm just feeling lonely, I'm just chilling at the house, and uh, whatever, no one's calling me, I've called a few people, I feel bad, I feel bad about myself, no one wants to hang hey, out. Neil, what's
2: on your heart? <clears throat> what are you thinking about, I'm Neil? just thinking what's how, what's going on?
0: oh, I don't know, nobody likes me right now, oh. I'm just feeling sorry for myself, it
2: stinks. Well, hey, Neil, I think you're doing great. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You're an awesome pastor. Thanks, thanks, thanks. it's, uh, it's good, It's good, why don't you go, you know that friend of yours that doesn't know yeah. the Lord? Let's go hang out with him. Yeah, why don't okay, you go? Cool. Why don't you go see what he's doing today? He might okay. need someone.
0: Here's my friend. We're chilling at Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm feeling really nervous right now.
2: Holy Spirit, what should I do? I don't know how to explain. To oh, hey, Neil, Neil. How much God loves um, him, but I feel weird right now. Hey, okay, don't be afraid, man. Don't be discouraged. You can do this, okay? Okay. I believe in you. What should and, I say, uh, dude? Why don't how do you, I explain you? it? Hey, hey, remember that time? When I was, I made myself very real to you. Oh, Why don't you just cool. tell him about that? That's a good idea. Why don't idea. you tell him what that was like? Like, I don't know a
0: whole lot of the Bible, but I can... Dude, yeah, yeah, just tell them your story, man. Okay. Why do you follow that's Jesus? Cool. I love it. Thank you, Paraclete. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You guys, just give the Holy Spirit a good night as well. <laughs> All right? I know we laugh at the example, but that's just what God, that's what He wants to do. He, he, and it's what He does. He walks alongside us, right? He's our... He's our paraclete. That's wonderful. And I love how in that passage, if you notice, it not only says that he abides with you, but Jesus says, speaking of what's going to happen later next, he says, and he will abide in you. Okay? And a lot of us, like I just did right then, we can feel sorry for ourselves and we say, oh, you know, if if only if I lived around the time of Exodus, it would have been awesome, right? If I saw the pillar of cloud by day, if I saw the pillar of fire by night, then I would really know that God's with me. But can I, you know, the, the funny thing about that that sentiment is, God just can't get any closer to you than he wants to be right now. He is inside of you. And I bet that this author, John, was thinking about this very exchange that he had with Jesus when he penned in First John 4, 4, right? What does he say? He says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Okay? The living God of the universe, he lives inside you. He's, he's, he just can't get any closer. He's inside and he's alongside, right? Everyone say inside. inside. Alongside. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is the agent of God's intimacy. He is God's intimacy to us. And I love how many, uh, Brendan Manning says it. Any, any, any Brendan Manning fans out there? He's a good guy. He says, um, he says the Holy Spirit is the tenderness of the bond between Father and the Son, right? And that's not to eliminate the fact that he is a person of the Trinity, but he, it's like he embodies the tenderness of this bond between Father and Son. He's the intimacy we need, okay? Good. Intimacy. Okay, who else is the Holy Spirit? He is our teacher. Everyone say teacher. Okay, we're going to stay here for a little bit. He's our teacher. John 14, 17. That helper is also called the spirit of truth. Okay, the spirit of truth. He leads us into all truth, right? John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Okay. He will teach you all things. I know the Holy Spirit teaches me all things. I know it. I knew it when this week I went to a major bread and coffee franchise next to Modell's. <clears throat> I think we're podcasting now. So I got to be careful. So anyways, I was at this place. And I love this place. And, uh, you know, I know several of the employees. Some of them are here. Shane, it's awesome to have you here. Any other, any other employees of this uh bread and coffee chain. Okay, I'm not sure. Shane's here. We we know several of the guys who work with Shane. Anyways, one of the guys just wanted to uh you know we've gotten to know each other especially over the summer and he's just trying to be cool. And um I buy my coffee and I see the the amount come up on the register and I, I think, well this is really low, you know, what's with this? And I said, hey, you know what's up? And he said, Well I just you know I just gave you the employee discount or whatever. And, you know, instantly, Holy Spirit teaching me all things, right? I mean, I know the Ten Commandments say something about stealing, how it's not a good idea, right? But I'm feeling really bad because I'm just thinking, this guy's stealing from his own company. I mean, and, and you might be laughing or thinking it's a matter of like 25 cents, right? But he's stealing from his company, and I'm, I'm, I'm like an accomplice to him, and I don't like it, okay? You know who that is? Who's telling me that? The college pastor? The Holy Spirit, Right? It's the Holy Spirit inside of me because He teaches me all things and He leads me into all truth. And I know, hey, that little twinge in my conscience, it's the Holy Spirit telling me, teaching me all things, teaching me how to apply the Ten Commandments, okay? If you're still in John, just go to John 16, okay? A couple, couple chapters ahead. Still in this intense time where Jesus is sharing His heart of hearts, the last night of His life on earth before being a... Radically changed. What else does he say about the Holy Spirit being our teacher? He says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. I want to read that again. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. Hey, you know, the reason we can trust the Holy Spirit as our teacher is because he's getting word right from the Father, okay? The Father gives the word to speak to you, and the Holy Spirit is the vehicle by which it happens. And it's wonderful, so you can trust it. You know what I'm saying? And when I read this passage, what Jesus said, I I immediately get thrown to another passage, and it just gets me really excited. Maybe you're familiar with Genesis 1. Remember what the role of the Spirit was in Genesis 1? It says that it was what? Anyone? I hear a lot of mumbles, but... There we go. Okay, yeah. Right? It's hovering. The Holy Spirit, New American Standard, says He was moving. Right? Some translations say the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And kind of the implication being that, you know, then when God spoke, do this and that, then the Holy Spirit kind of got activated. Right? So, same thing. He's our teacher, and he's just he's ready to teach right from the heart of the Father, so we can trust him. He is the agent by which things are taught to us. Isn't that wonderful? Holy Spirit is our teacher. Again, years later, when this the 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 one whom Jesus loved, when John would write, he started he started to, start to write his letter. <clears throat> one of his letters, first John two twenty, says this But you have an anointing from the Holy One. I gotta tell you where this is coming from. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, but as His anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in Him. Now, where is John pulling this out of, and why? Well, he's pulling it out of this, this discussion he had with Jesus on Jesus' last night. But you know what's happening? There's a heresy going around, and things are getting confusing, and it's hard to tell what is truth. And a lot of you are familiar with this heresy, the heresy of Gnosticism, Right? which two of the hallmarks of Gnosticism is just that knowledge is more important than virtue. Kind of sounds like our culture a little bit, right? That that knowledge is more important than how you actually act. So as a result, it's kind of funny because the Gnostics just had a terrible kind of morals, but, you know, they had knowledge, so whatever. And uh, the other big uh, the other big hallmark was just this division that's not a godly division, but between flesh and spirit. That really all that is material and fleshly is bad, and all that spirit is good. But that's... that's that's really not the heart of God. That's not really accurate, right? So in the midst of this confusion, John writes and he says, Hey, you have an anointing, right? And I would say by by proxy, that's the Holy Spirit. And it's true and it's not a lie. And this this te- it, it teaches you about all things. It teaches you about all things. And I'm so glad. You know why? Because I you know, I just look I, I joke about this part of Cabin Street just being a church row. You got St. Mary's Star of the Sea right there. We got harbor however you want to classify it, evangelically, non-denominationally, a little charismatic, whatever your words, right? Right over there, you've got the Unitarian, right past that, you got First Baptist. Not too far, you got Episcopal right over here, St. Peter's, all these things going on. It overwhelms me sometimes. I just think, Lord, how are you going to sort this all out? But the thing that I'm confident of is that the Spirit of Truth is sorting it all out. And I'm not the judge, God is. And I can guarantee that the Spirit of Truth is working probably in every one of these buildings, calling people to himself, okay? Again, it's God who's going to sort things out. He's the judge, not you or me. But like, I'll tell you, in October, we have a Catholic man coming to, coming to uh, share with us. My wife comes from a Catholic background. Many of you come from Catholic backgrounds. Some of you leave, and some stay, like the man who's coming to preach to us. He's a man who has been touched by the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth leads him into all truth but he feels called by God to stay in the Catholic Church and be there and be a light, right? The Spirit of Truth. Even though to me it's overwhelming, all the denominations, it's all men. Where it's, it's people who've messed it up. But the good news is, through the ages, the Spirit of Truth has just been faithful to reveal truth to those with a hungry and a humble heart. Amen? Amen. Amen. He's our teacher. Say teacher. teacher. Say intimacy. intimacy. Okay, so the Holy Spirit, He's our intimacy. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And lastly... The Holy Spirit is the best evangelist. Everyone say evangelist. Evangelist. Okay, the Holy Spirit is the best evangelist. What did Jesus say? He knew that tough times were coming for these guys. So He said it this way. Now you can flip over to John 15. John 15, verses 26 and 27. When the helper, right? Advocate, counselor, comforter, paraclete. When the paraclete comes, whom I will send to you from the Father... "...that is the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father. "...He will bear witness of Me. And you will bear witness also because you've been with Me from the beginning. When the Helper comes... "...whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father, He will bear witness of Me. "...and you will bear witness also because you've been with Me from the beginning." Now, I don't know about you, but I have a sole response as soon as I say that word evangelism. And it just gets me a little nervous. I think all, all of a sudden I think performance. I've got to do something. I've, I've got to persuade someone to, to do something. I've got to kind of get them to join this camp or whatever it is. Evangelism isn't one of my favorite words, I have to say. But one of my favorite things to happen is when someone comes to Christ. You know, when someone decides to become a follower of Jesus, I get really excited. It's just that word evangelism is kind of tough. But the good news is, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, there's the Spirit of God in you, and He is bearing witness all the time of Jesus from inside of you. He's always wanting to, to kind of escape and get out there and just share Jesus with people, right? And what's going through my mind right now is this summer, because it's New England, summer is when people are out, you've got to get them, because about a month from now, everyone's going back indoors, okay? Maybe two months. But during summer, we at the harbor, we just do a lot to just get to know people, to be with people, and to get a chance to just rub shoulders with them, and hopefully some of this witness-bearing Holy Spirit will jump out of us and get into them, right? We had a team from Fort Worth that came, and they kind of helped us with a lot of the, well, our big event was a music event. And so as we were inviting people to this music event at the gazebo, we could talk about the Lord. We had a team from Youth of the Mission here. They were youth, 12 to 18, and they did a great job. They did these dramas Okay, and then after the drama, they kind of did hip-hop drama. And after the drama, they just kind of dispersed into the crowd. We get to share Jesus with people. And uh, then we did our own three-on-three basketball tournament. It was such a win. And so it's going through my mind uh, was was all the people that that, that I met in in all these outreaches. And I just think of every person and how... um, how in every different circumstance, God kind of led me. And not just me, but all of us who are doing it. Different ways to communicate the gospel to different people, right? All spirit of truth, but just what people needed to hear. It's because the Holy Spirit's trying to get to people, right? Let me give you an example. Let me give you a couple. One was, um, where's, um, where's our buddy Alex DeRosa? I see his hair. It was here somewhere. Can't miss, his, can't miss the Alex. Where, uh, maybe he's helping with the kids. Okay, he was in back there. I saw the Salem State runner with a large mop. On the head. Anyways, so Alex DeRosa, when the YWAM team is here, he's getting fired up. YWAM team shares a gospel. Alex DeRosa, boom, beelines it to a young man. Okay? Josh Sturgeon kind of gets alongside Alex, too. Beelines it to the same young man. Right? And Sturgeon is just in this mode. Holy Spirit, I know you're the evangelist. Holy Spirit, I know you're the, you're the, um, you're the one who's, who uh, can do this. And Josh just takes time to wait on the Lord and says, Lord, what are you speaking to this man? and josh the way the way that kind of god speaks to josh a lot is through images so josh got uh, am just josh got two particular images that mean a lot to this young man and so he shared these images with this young man and the young do you know that that, that god had this young man's attention because the the images that josh had gotten in his mind and could share with him okay what i'm trying to say is the holy spirit's always wanted to bear witness and he'll speak to you and he'll speak to me in the ways that we need to hear and so this young man has been touched by god and it's wonderful he's he's in our midst and i just love this guy and uh, it was wonderful okay kelsey and i some of you heard this story right kelsey and i we we uh, hang out in the land of joe knows no yes where's joe is he here today i don't know but all, all you new hampshire who's new hampshire here Can we just give it up for new hampshire there we go man man in the mountain What's, what are you guys going to do need something new. I don't know. He crumbled. Anyway, so (laughs) I need a a new state sign or something. So Kelsey and I, it's date night. So we decide to go to Hampton Beach because we haven't haven't been there in a long time. And um, we uh, are chilling at this beautiful, whatever, restaurant thing. It's like three floors of restaurant. The top floor is the bar. Super long wait because it's the Friday after July 4th, right? July 4th is on a Saturday. So it's the next Friday. So everyone's on vacation. So we go to the top, we're chilling at the bar, waiting for our little buzzer to go off. It's going to be a long time. There's like no seats. So we just kind of, okay, it's hard to explain, um, and I'm just doing a bad job explaining it right now. They're all four tops, right? They're all, they're all four people seats, and uh, they're all filled, except there's two women. They have two empty seats, and we're just like, let's just sit with them, you know? Kel- I said, Kelsey, Kelsey, go ask if we can sit with them, you know? <laughs> You're such a good leader, you know? Hey, honey, go ask them. You're the woman. So Kelsey, of course, instantly makes friends with these two middle-aged ladies. And uh, they're like, yeah, come on over. So we hang out. We've got a place to stay while we're waiting at, at, at the bar. <clears throat> and, you know, as, as things are progressing, I'm just getting the sense, wow, okay, we're getting really connected with these, these uh, middle-aged women. And uh, I'm just saying, Lord, how do you want this evening to play out, you know? Holy Spirit's in me. always wanting to bear witness. And, you know, I just started to think, you know, the thing is, the conversation killer for me, the thing that just shuts people down, you know, what do men do? Men talk about what they do. And so as soon as I tell people, I'm a pastor, right, that just shuts everything down. Once they were open and like just sharing things, but as soon as you say pastor, it closes down. So I'm just thinking, Holy Spirit, what do I do here? I want to make sure these, that, that we can continue this level of conversation where these women are kind of opening their hearts up to me and to Kelsey. and just We're having a good time. Our thing buzzes. So we leave. We go downstairs to have our dinner. And, you know, meanwhile, God's kind of fermenting things in us, and we're just figuring out, you know, how we can do this. And these women asked us to come back. They said, you, you go have dinner, but you come back. And, and uh, you, you come back and just chill with us. So sure enough, dinner finishes. We come back up. They're still at the bar, chilling. And um, we're sitting. Their friends come. A couple joins them. So there's six of us around this four-top table. And, uh, <laughs> and then the question comes. What do you do for work? <clears throat> And I said, this, is, this was kind of was like God. This is what God gave me. It took me all dinner to, like, figure this out. But it's, it's not the Holy Spirit's fault. It's just I'm kind of thick, okay? It takes me a while. But I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you what I do, but you can't change how you behave around me. And they're like, ooh. Like, ooh. Like, <laughs> what is it? They're, like, trying to guess mafia, right? What are the really sort of guesses? like, FBI. You know, the whole range starts to come up. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I said, well, I just want you to know, I'm a pastor. And uh, they just got so excited. They're like, oh, they start telling the people at the other tables, this guy's a minister. He's a minister. <laughs> right? And there, you know, it helps. The Holy Spirit probably had a little help with the fact that they've gotten a little tanked. So they're okay. But the thing was, they were open and they didn't shut down. And then we had a great time. I mean, we really got to share with them. I, we got to share our full hearts about who God is and why, we, you know, why I'm a pastor. And, of course, they're excited. Um, Kelsey's pregnant, so they, they can talk about that forever. That's what women talk about. So it's wonderful. But you see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is if you'll just take the moment. You know, Josh took a moment. I had a really long moment. I had dinner. I need a long moment. But if you'll just take a moment and say internally, Lord, how can I share your life with this person? doesn't have to be the four spiritual laws. If you're familiar with that tract um, by uh, Bill Bright and the Campus Crusade guys. But just, Lord, how can I just insert a little of your life into this person? Because the Holy Spirit's wanting to do it. And who knows? You might just be the seed sower, or you might be the reaper, and you get to bring in the whole deal. But you're just available. And I just guarantee you, if you'll just cultivate a lifestyle of being available, it gets fun, right? I'm thinking of tons of airplane journeys we had this summer, and different things. And just, you know, the Holy Spirit's always wanting to bear witness. He is. Okay? Amen. So you guys review with me. Let's put that last screen up there. Right? This is what the Holy Spirit does. Right? He's our intimacy. Say intimacy. intimacy. He's our teacher. He Say teacher. God. And he is the evangelist. Amen. Okay? It takes all the pressure off you. You just get to cooperate. And it's wonderful what Jesus is doing. Okay? Honey, let's put that, that slide up from the um, from the Last Supper. Okay? <clears throat> you know, in two different places, in Matthew and in Luke, Jesus kind of... Uh, shared an illustration about if an earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his own children, how much more does the heavenly father know to give good gifts to us? And in the Luke version, it actually says, how much more does the Holy Spirit know to us? Sorry. How much more does the father know to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So all we do is we just ask, right? God, Holy Spirit, I need more of a sense of your presence, right? Bring this reality to me. You just ask, Holy Spirit. I need you to teach me more. Teach me. You know, I have, I'm confused about this theological issue. I'm confused about this this thing. You just say, Holy Spirit, teach me. You know. And then you say, Holy Spirit, I do want to be more of a vehicle of your life. I want to see other people's lives changed because I know you're wanting to bear witness through me. So Holy Spirit, you just do it. And God's a good father; and He'll give what you need. Okay. You guys stand up with me. So speaking of this night, okay, we remember what happened, right? that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and gave thanks, saying, this is my body broken for you. Likewise, after the supper, he took the cup. He said, this is my blood shed for you, blood of the new covenant. Do this as often as you do in remembrance of me. Okay? And here at the harbor, what we like to do is we're going to have three different stations up here and it's just, you just come as you will. Okay? Balcony, you come on down to. You just come whenever you're ready. You take of the um, it's matzo bread and you just dip it in the grape juice and you can take it right there or just at your seat. We just let you kind of take it at, at will. But the thing that we do ask is, and according to the scriptures, is just that you take a sober assessment. Lord, how am I doing? You know, is there just, just let it be a sober time. We're saying, Lord, where am I with you? You know, Lord, what, what would you like to do in me at this moment? And just receive by faith a fresh washing, a fresh cleansing from him. Okay, wonderful. Why don't you guys come on up? We got, we got, uh, one, we got two people here. And three folks right here and two here. Okay, it gets a little crowded up here, but we just love each other and we're not going to knock each other over. And there we go. Yeah, and if you guys can be right here. Uh, Yeah, actually good. Awesome. I'm going to pray and then you just come on up at will. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you that you died on the cross, Jesus. Thank you that you allowed your body to be broken, tortured, and your blood to be shed, so that we could have life, we could have union with the Father. And thank you that the reality is that that union with the Father is now carried out today by the person of the Holy Spirit. We're just asking, Lord, as we quiet our consciences before you, we ask for a fresh washing and a fresh cleansing. We picture ourselves just being at the foot of the cross. And like when the centurion put the sword, the spear into your side, eight, out came a flow of blood and water. We just put ourselves under that flow. The blood and the water of Jesus washing away our sin. And Holy Spirit, we just come and ask that you would come and be with us and teach us what we need to know as we take communion today. We love you. Amen.